What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, May 31st, man. I hope all you guys have a nice and enjoyable Memorial Day. Hopefully, all you guys had a solid Memorial Day weekend, man. want to say rest in peace to all our fallen soldiers. We will never forget about you guys. We appreciate you guys for our sacrifices. I know a few of them myself, and I'm just always appreciative of them. And just anybody you know, um, I'm sending you guys all love. Hopefully, all you guys are feeling good out there, man. So, again, just happy Memorial Day. And hopefully, all you guys just have a nice and enjoyable week. You know, try and get better each and every single day. Even if it's just 1%, every day you should just try to be evolving yourself and trying to become the best version of yourself because if you're not then you're just wasting time so just try and elevate every single day try and just break a few bad habits try and just you know work on yourself it's a daily thing just like how you go to your job every day it's a daily grind and just like working on yourself it takes every single day you know what i'm saying you can't take no days off you just got to keep pushing everything is mind over matter your mentality is everything so just keep you know doing right and doing right by your people simple as that man but as always Hope all you guys are doing straight out there. We are still in the middle of a pandemic, so please wash your hands as much as possible to keep the virus from getting on your hands and especially your face. Wear a mask anytime you are outside, surrounded by a large group, crowd, or gathering. And lastly, but certainly not least, because it is summertime almost, or I think it is officially now, but go outside. If you have any type of sunlight or sunshine wherever you are at on the globe, please go outside and get some ultraviolet rays, aka sunlight on your skin, because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list. And of course, we are still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. We are still demanding justice for Jacob Blake. And we're going to continue to demand justice for anybody that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murderings. It must and simply needs to stop. Point blank, period, man. But again, I just hope all you guys are in a good spirit, good mood. Hopefully all you guys this week are feeling inspired or motivated by something. Try and find little things here and there to keep you guys, you know, going, keep your, you know, your mind in the right place. So, yeah, man, but let's get right into today's topic at hand. Talk about some basketball because the NBA playoffs have been kicked off for, what, like the past two weeks. We've had some interesting series go down in both the Eastern and Western conferences, but especially in the West. You know, the Phoenix Suns came back yesterday afternoon to tie up that series for us, the Lakers, to a piece. We're hoping for a speedy recovery for Anthony Davis and hoping that Chris Paul gets healthy throughout the course of this series, even though he did kind of look better uh, yesterday. We're also hoping for a speedy recovery for Dante DiVincenzo, who we'll talk about in a minute with the Milwaukee Bucks. And yeah, man, Luka too, you know, the Clippers came back and have tied up that series at two apiece. Hopefully Luka can get his shoulder right or his neck or whatever it is to get them back in that series and get in control of that series because I would love personally to see the Mavericks beat up on the Clippers, but I wouldn't be mad if the Clippers won that series either. But yeah, so on Saturday, the Milwaukee Bucks swept my Miami Heat out of the playoffs to end our season four games to none. And honestly, like before I talk about Milwaukee, because I'm going to give a lot of praise and credit to Milwaukee, and I'm going to talk about my Heat later on in this episode. But before I actually just talk about each individual team, I just want to say, when it comes to this series, Milwaukee and Miami, of course, they played last year in the Eastern Conference semifinals in the bubble, and the Heat beat them in five games. Um, and I know, you know, the Bucks were looking for this matchup, and they were waiting for this matchup, and they wanted this matchup, and they came out and proved it. And honestly, like, aside from game one, Every game 
the Bucks have full control. You know what I'm saying? Like, game one went to overtime. Chris Middleton hit the game winner. But outside of those games, you know, game two, they had that three-point shooting barrage. And then game three and game four, they just had complete control. You know what I'm saying? Miami didn't have enough offensive firepower to keep up with the Bucks, and the, and the Bucks defense is just stout and it's it's effective and it's contagious and everybody's just playing with passion and everybody's trying to lock down and they just look like a championship team they have the all the makings of a championship team but it, it really comes down to this the bucks got significantly better from last year and the heat pretty much stayed the same that's all it came down to the bucks were a much in, improved team from last year and the heat were pretty much the exact same team outside of a couple different players like kelly olenic Derek jones jr and jay crowder you know, the Heat were pretty much the same team. They didn't get better like that. They were they were the same exact team from last year. You look at the East, like the two best teams in the East got significantly better from last year. You know, the Bucks got Drew Hade and the Nets got back a healthy Kevin Durant. So it's just like, if you're not going to get better, then you're going to stay the same and you're not going to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much what happened to the Heat. They ran into a tough matchup and they got swept and that's how it is. But we'll talk about them in a minute. And so let, let me just give credit to Milwaukee because... I think the Bucks have officially figured it out when it comes to Giannis because Giannis finally has what I think is the best roster he's ever been around since he's been in Milwaukee, since I think like 2014 or 2013, whenever he came into the league, you know what I'm saying? And they've officially figured it out. And it goes back to the this past offseason. John Horst, got to give him a lot of praise, is the general manager adding players like Drew Hodder, who they traded for with all them first-round draft picks, which is paying off, you know, handsomely right now you know they signed a guy like Brent Forbes who's been a sniper so far early in the playoffs they got Bobby Portis who's been a big time life and energy booster off the bench and he's kind of like a tough guy who can just you know get you know ruffle up some feathers here and there they got PJ Tucker who's another dog who was coming over from an unhappy situation in Houston and they just mightily improved their roster and with John Horst putting the right team around Giannis and Chris Middleton I think Mike Boonholzer has officially figured it out as well because we all know Mike Boonholzer gets a lot of flack and a lot of crap thrown at his, at his name. And I'm one of those people because he doesn't make adjustments in the playoffs. He's a really good regular season coach. But when it comes to the playoffs, he's not good historically at making adjustments. And this year, he has finally did that. And I think it kind of comes down to at the same time, he's kind of on the hot seat. If they did lose a series versus Miami, he would have been fired most definitely in a heartbeat. But you know, he, he said, okay, it's time to make these adjustments, and he has. And I remember a few months ago, I literally gave the exact recipe to make the Bucks from being a fringe contending team to an actual contender. And Mike Boonholzer and his staff, give them a lot of credit, have officially done that. And what I said was, you need to make Drew Holiday your point guard because he's the best playmaker on the team, which is true. You need to run your offense through Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton should be the primary offensive weapon. And then Giannis should play the power four because you have your center, Brooke Lopez, who can step outside and hit threes. And so then you give Giannis all the room in the world to operate in the paint. And that's exactly what they've done. And now they look like they are the team that the fans have always been believing that the Milwaukee Bucks are. They are finally a team that is good enough to reach and win the East and reach the NBA Finals. This is the team. They have finally done it and it starts off with drew like you guys know me i'm a jimmy butler fan i am a miami heat fan through and through but we are big drew holiday fans on this podcast drew holiday is special like when they traded for him i knew they were going to get better i just knew and now you get a guy going from eric bledsoe for the past few years to drew holiday 
is a significant upgrade. And when I say he's the best playmaker, I really mean that. Like, he only averaged in this series versus Miami 15.2 points per game, but he also averaged almost 10 assists in this series as well. And I think in game two, when they had that big time three point, you know, shot making night, he averaged 15, or he had 15 assists in that game alone. You know what I'm saying? So he is a playmaker, and it's no, it's, it's no weakness in his game. He can score from anywhere on the floor. He can create in the pick and roll. He can create in, you know, three-on-one opportunities, four-on-three opportunities. Whatever you need Drew Holiday to do, he can do it. He got the step backs. He got the three-point shot. He's strong when he's going to the lane. He can post you on the block and just bully you and get an easy two. It's like literally it's no holes in his game. And when it comes to playmaking, his job is easy because he has two guys that are, you know, one's an elite scorer and one is just a dominant player in Giannis and then Chris Middleton. And it just makes life easier for them. You know what I'm saying? And he's made life easier for everybody on this Bucks roster, but especially his fellow star players. Like, this is what they've been needing. They've been needing a smooth, calm, and steady and reliable point guard for the past few years. And they just never had that from George Hill to Eric Bledsoe. I'm not trying to, you know, be disrespectful and say that they weren't those guys, but Drew is just the perfect guard to have on your team because he's reliable. He's trustworthy. He's never trying to do too much. If you need him to get a bucket, he can get you a bucket. If you need him to play make, he can play make. Like, and then defensively, we all know who he is. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. And me personally, and I think a lot of players in the league would agree with me, Drew is the best defensive player in the league. And it's a reason for that because he's 6'3-ish, 6'4-ish, and he's just strong as a bull. He can guard in the post. He can switch. You know, he fights through screens like I've never seen anyone do before. It's so many different things that he can do. But offensively, what he's done for this team is he's completely expanded their offense, and he's taken so much pressure off of Giannis and especially Chris Middleton because I remember Going back a couple years ago when they ran into Kawhi Leonard in the championship Toronto Raptors that year before they went on to win the championship, in that series, when the Raptors figured out how to slow down Giannis, all the pressure automatically fell on Chris Middleton's shoulders, and he had to carry all that weight and carry the offensive load, and he had to force a lot of shots. Now with Drew Hade, he doesn't have to do that. All he has to worry about is getting to his spots, finding the right spots, and getting buckets. With Drew you don't, you don't have that problem because you have another really good offensive player that can get it done on anywhere on the floor. And that's big. That is huge to this offense. And it really expanded everything that they were trying to do. And also, too, like, Brooke Lopez. This dude, I ain't going to lie. I, I think Drew Holiday's the best player on this team. But Brooke Lopez might have been the most important player in this series against Miami because what he did by shutting down the paint essentially against guys like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo who live in the paint is ridiculous and I know Giannis did do a really good job of stopping Jimmy Butler but Brooke Lopez deserves his credit too because man he was ferocious he looked like Hakeem Olajuwon if you don't know Hakeem is the NBA's all-time blocks leader and that's what Brooke Lopez looked like. He was just clogging up the paint. He was everywhere. He would always use his verticality to stay out of foul trouble. And he was just giving the Heat problems on the defensive end. That's really all it came down to. But yeah, man, this team has it. Like Giannis didn't even play that well against the Heat. And that's the thing, too, because in this series against the Heat, Giannis only averaged 23.5 points per game. But it wasn't even like a loud 23 points per game. That's the thing. Like, And also, it's like the Heat have the best defensive matchups for Giannis, and yet Drew Hotta and Chris Middleton were still both able to cook because Chris Middleton averaged 21.5 points per game in this series as well. So it's just like, when you have that much offensive firepower, you don't have to rely solely 
on Giannis and Chris Middleton. You have other guys now, especially Drew Holiday, that can carry the offensive load. But going in to this next series, like I think the Milwaukee Bucks can beat the Brooklyn Nets. It will probably be a six or seven game series. But I just think like Bam does a really good job of guarding Giannis. The Nets don't have anybody like Bam out of bio. And to be honest, not really many teams in the league do. But they just don't have an answer for Giannis. And they don't have an answer for, for Drew Holiday. They kind of have an answer for Chris Middleton. But even then, Chris is going to get his buckets too in that series too. So it's just like, this this is a really good opportunity for the Bucks to finally make it to the NBA Finals. And to stop being a team that fans just look at as a pretender every single year. And finally being a legitimate championship contender. And it starts in the front office all the way down to the coaching staff. And now the players have figured it out. And they look like the team that fans thought they have been for the past few years because their offense is just on another level. Defensively, they're locked in like I've never seen before either. But I just think offensively, when you take the ball out of Giannis' hands and you put him around the court and inside the paint and, you know, on the baseline, it frees up everybody else to just have opportunities that they didn't have before. And again, losing Dante DiVincenzo, sucks and we're hoping and praying for a speedy recovery but hopefully you know they can make up for it i think they're going to start pack content now but even guys like brent Forbes, pj tucker all these guys that they bring off the bench bobby portis have all given them life and they just never really had that even with drew Hade being the point guard they never had those big time guys off the bench that give them life and that's exactly what they have and literally it looks like they have no flaws they have no missing pieces there's no holes they have a championship caliber team and I will bet my money that the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference semifinals in the next round after the Nets beat up on the Celtics. I just really believe that, man. Milwaukee has a team. Bucks fans should definitely be ecstatic. I know, you know, they were happy as you I don't know what to beat the Heat in the first round, but they still got a way to go. But I believe they're going to be representing the Eastern Conference in the 2021 NBA Finals. And they're going to be really good for the next at least four years with Drew Hade under contract. I, I can just say that right now because they have it. This is the perfect team. There's no holes. There's no excuses. Giannis has everything that he could have ever asked for. And, you know, credit to the Bucks front office for giving him that. You know, he deserves it. He is a, a phenomenal player. He's a dominant player. And I think, honestly, it's only up from here for the Milwaukee Bucks. And it, it's really just as simple as that. They got much better, and the Heat just didn't. So, talking about my Miami Heat, because... This was kind of embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. You know, Jimmy Butler has such a great run in the bubble last year. He's already been a proven guy in the playoffs. We've already seen him do big things, especially in 2019 with the Philadelphia 76ers. But it was kind of disheartening to see that not only was he getting like locked up, but he wasn't even really aggressive. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't really going to find a shot and be a bucket getter that we've all known Jimmy Buckets to be. You know what I'm saying? He was not aggressive, and that was a problem. And it is what it is. You know, it was probably his worst playoff series of his entire career so far. But every star player has had it. Kobe's had struggles in the playoffs. Dirt and Whiskey's had struggles in the playoffs. LeBron's had struggles in the playoffs. It happens to the best of them. I'm not going to knock Jimmy, even though I need him to be better. And I thought he was going to be better. But it is what it is. The series is over. I think he's going to use it as fuel to the fire and motivation to come back better next season. But he just should have been better. That's all it comes down to. Credit to Giannis. Credit to Chris Middleton. Credit to Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker. All the guys that guarded him did a really good job of forcing him into tough situations and just making him a non-factor. That's really all it came down to. And also, you know, they did a good job on Bam. Like, Bam, I'm not going to knock Bam because the thing with the Heat is what people don't understand. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying it like it is. 
outside of Jimmy Butler, the Heat's offense is really centered around a 23-year-old in Bam Adebayo, who's in his fourth year in the league, about to be in his fifth year next year, a second-year starter in Duncan Robinson, pretty much a second-year player. This was really a second-year playing all in all, a second-year point guard in Kendrick Nunn, and then off the bench, you got a second-year second-year player in Tyler Hero, who pretty much didn't have an offseason this past year because of COVID and the short turnaround from the last season to this season. And so when you when your offense is centered around and based upon this many young players, it's not really sustainable against a big three like Milwaukee, who has three solidified stars in this league, like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis. Like you're playing 23, 24-year-olds against those guys, but those guys have all the experience in the world. And again, I'm not making an excuse because I've been saying if Miami wants to take that leap, from being a contending team to being a legitimate championship contending team, they need another guy who's just an explosive offensive scorer. He's just a bucket getter who can create his own offense, who can get a bucket anytime he wants to. He doesn't need plays ran for him. You just put the ball in his hands, and he's going to operate. He's going to make something good happen. He's going to make something out of nothing. That's what the Heat need. Now, is that an all-star caliber player? Maybe. Is it a Bradley Beal, Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, those guys are kind of pipe dreams, but you know those guys are somewhere around the lines of what I'm talking about. But we just need a guy who can open up our offense even more because shout out to Jason Maples. I believe his name on Twitter is jmaples55. He's one of my favorite basketball heads on Twitter, right? And he pretty much stated it perfectly that Miami is a really good team, but everybody on their team that plays a lot is doing more than what they should be doing. And what he means by that is like Jimmy Butler. I've been saying this for a long time, but on this Heat team, Jimmy Butler has to be a playmaker and not just a scorer. And he's been a scorer for most of his career, and that's the problem. You're trying to have him balance out being a scorer and trying to get his teammates involved to get open opportunities, and that's never really been his forte. That's never really been his job. His job is to get buckets, to be an offensive machine, and then go on the other end of the court and guard the other team's best player because he's a menace on defense. But on the Heat, he's asked to be a creator for his teammates and a creator for himself to try and get buckets. And you just can't have him do that because when he's a bucket getter, like how he was in the NBA Finals last year, the Heat looked like a much better team. But when he's trying to get guys involved, they just kind of look like the offense is stagnant. You know, guys do a good job of guarding Duncan Robinson. He has to fight harder to get open opportunities. You know, Tyler Hero's a guy who, he's a really good shot maker. But the thing with him is that his handle is lacking. So he's not able to really create shots like that off the dribble because his handle is just not where it needs to be. Now, I do think he's going to use that as a focal point to get better. And I, I think with Tyler Hero, because a lot of guys hate on Tyler Hero, I'm not worried about him. Again, he's finally going to have a full NBA offseason to get in the lab and get better, to get some rest, most importantly for this Heat team coming off the shortest turnaround in American sports history. Tyler Hero is going to be fine. I know a lot of people hate on him because, you know, they said in the media a bad narrative was painted that the Heat wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for James Harden, which to a certain extent it was true, but also it isn't true. But I'm not going to get into that. But I do think Tyler Hero is going to be a fine player. I know he struggled in this series. It is what it is. He's only in his second year in the league. He's going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. Again, our team is young. We have a, a good blend of veterans and young players, but our offense is based upon majority of those young players from Bam to Duncan Robinson to Tyler Hero to Kendrick Nunn 
it's it's just young guys. That's all it is against experienced players like the Bucks. It's tough. It, it just is. And so I'm not worried about us. We have a bright future. Again, I'm pretty sure Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, Coach Spo, Jimmy Butler, they're all going to be talking this entire offseason. They're going to find the right pieces to put around these guys because that's all it is. Like I, I heard, you know, reports that the Heat don't really need or want like a star player unless a star player gets available, but they know and believe in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo to be the leaders of this franchise. They just want to put the right pieces around those guys, some veteran wings, probably another versatile big to put around Bam, a true point guard. I'm hoping we can get Kyle Lowry, but I'm not worried about our future. We are still in very good hands. Jimmy Butler is going to come back even better than this past year. He had a really good year this year. He had a career year this year and pretty much most of his stats this year. I think he's going to come back better. I think, you know, the bad playoff performance that he just showcased us, he's going to use that as motivation. He's going to come back even better. Same thing with Bam. Like, Bam, just like most of the young stars in the league, we got to stop judging these guys so fast. Like, Trey Young is only 22. Luka Doncic is only 22. They have so much room for improvement and growth that is honestly scary because of how good they are now and fans kind of get spoiled by that because we understand they're already all-star caliber players and all-star players but they still have a lot of room for improvement Luka can shoot free throws better Trey Young can become an even better playmaker than what he is now and an even better defensive player Bam could get that mid-range jumper even better Jason Tatum could become a better playmaker and get to the free throw line more often it's little different things and niches in their games that they can improve upon and that's why I'm not mad at Bam Bam is a max contract player he's gonna earn every single penny of that max contract because he's that good but once he gets that mid-range jumper on lock he's going to be a problem in this league for a very long time but all in all it's gonna be a fun offseason in Miami I'm not one of those fans that's betting on Kawhi Leonard coming to Miami. I'm not betting on Bradley Beal getting traded for. I'm not betting on Zach Levine. But I do think whatever opportunity arises, Pat Riley and the rest of the Heat front office are going to jump on it and they're going to make this team a better team. They do have the right foundation to start off to becoming a championship contending team. They're not there yet, you know, yet necessarily. But, you know, you got to re-sign Duncan Robinson, you know, keep him in a heat jersey because he's one of the best shooters in the league and every team could use a guy like Duncan Robinson. You might have to let Kendrick Nunn walk. You might have to put Tyler Hero on some trade packages. I mean, only if it's for a star. But, you know, I think it's a really good shot that we get Kyle Lowry. You know, they might give Victor Oladipo like a two-year deal, a one-year deal to prove himself to get back from that injury and showcase himself. But all in all, like, the foundation is there. I don't think we were bubble frauds. We were literally better than every team that we faced in the playoffs last year in the bubble. But Miami is in the right direction. It's kind of just like it feels like a setback because, of course, we went to the NBA Finals last year. And then this year we get swept in the first round to a team that I think is probably going to end up being in the finals this year. But it's not all bad. A lot of fans want to make it seem like that. A lot of you know other NBA fans are hating on us and they want to make it seem like it's over for the Heat. Nah, we're still here. Jimmy Butler still has a good four to five years left of being in his prime because of the way that he plays. Bam is only going to get better. Duncan Robinson is only going to get better. Tyler Hero is only going to get better. And we just got to keep adding rotational guys around those guys to make them better. You know, we should re-sign Dwayne Dedman. We should re-sign Trevor Ariza, guys like that, and just continue to add. But if we can just get that score in that point guard, who I think should be Kyle Lowry, if we can just get that score, it's going to open up every single thing and it's gonna just like how drew how they did for the bucks 
getting a score like that is going to open up everything for Duncan Robinson, for Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler's going to get easier looks. It's, it's literally the same thing. You get a guy like that, and he's going to open up everything for the offense. And he's going to make life easier for the rest of his teammates to get off open looks and good shots. So, again, I'm not worried about Miami. We have a great culture, no pun intended. We have uh, everything. You know what I'm saying? Pat Riley's been doing this for a very long time. He knows what he needs to put alongside Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and the rest of those guys that will still be in that locker room next season. It's a quick fix. It's nothing too drastic. It's literally a quick fix. Miami is going to be fine. I promise you guys that. I, I, I really, I promise you guys that, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys if you made this far, man. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. We are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow us. Go like our stuff for all your sports news and needs. I promise you guys, Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you. I'm a sports journalist slash blogger slash writer for Nuts and Bolts Sports, featuring alongside a whole bunch of other really talented journalists slash writers slash bloggers. We also have a long list of sports podcasts on Nuts and Bolts Sports, so please go check us out on there. I am on there featuring alongside a whole bunch of other really talented content creators and podcast hosts. So for all your sports podcasts, I promise you Nuts and Bolts Sports has a great and long list of sports podcasts for you guys, man. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast please leave a rate and review that is how we share grow and expand the podcast i will talk to you guys soon stay safe out there peace and love gone